Beyond Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening? Welcome to the Locked On Pistons podcast, your episode for Monday, September 10th. Grant Hill is in the Basketball Hall of Fame. We have some more thoughts. This is your boy, Matt Shook, a sports writer here in the Motor City, covering the NBA for the Associated Press and the Detroit News Pistons fan and follower my whole life and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. Thank you for making us part of your daily routine. Thanks for sticking with us all summer. We appreciate that. Go ahead and give us a follow on all the social media channels, including Twitter at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore after that. Also the Lockdown Pistons Twitter account. Up to over 900 followers now on Lockdown Pistons Twitter account. Let's get to 1,000 here before training camp starts. Well, that might be difficult, but spread the word and uh, let's get us up to a thousand. That'll help the uh, the credibility of the old Lockdown Pistons podcast, as if we need any more here on the show. But today we're going to be talking about a former Pistons assistant coach who was on the move in kind of a transactional move for the Pistons and the Denver Nuggets, and also today talking about Grant Hill's speech on Friday night, the Hall of Fame ceremony in Springfield, Massachusetts. I will have my thoughts on how that went for the former Piston great, and also some Unusual details from Malik Rose's interview process with Ed Stefanski and the new regime that surfaced the other day as well. But do you have a man cave that needs sprucing up? Or do you want to go out and play a round of golf but don't have five hours to play 18? Or are you looking for more gear to represent the city of Detroit? I know many of you listening can say yes to at least one of these questions, probably all three. Jim and Ann at Detroit Sports Collectibles in Clawson have you covered on all of these fronts. I went in there on Sunday, really the perfect rainy day activity, spent a couple hours playing Pebble Beach on the all-sports golf simulator with my brother on a rainy afternoon. Haven't had time to get out on a real round with my brother, so we hit the simulator almost as good. We It was my first time playing a simulator, and it was great. Um Simulated it pretty well, pretty accurate to what your golf shots are going to be out there uh, on a real course. I won by 10 strokes, but I digress. A a nice little 47 on the back nine, no big deal. That's pretty good for me, which is sad. But uh, like I said, a perfect rainy day activity to go play golf on Jim and Ann's all-sports simulator at Detroit Sports Collectibles in Clawson. And I'm not a betting man, but I'm guessing we'll have some more days in the next six months or so that might not be great ones for outdoor golf. So Jim and Ann are there on weekends from Friday uh, from 10 to 3 and also Saturday and Sunday from 10 to 5 p.m. But you can make an appointment and they will meet you up there anytime throughout the week after 5 p.m. Uh, Monday through Thursday, they will meet you up there at any time. Even better, tell them that you heard about their store on the Lockdown Pistons podcast, and they will give you 10% off your order. They are at 661 South Main Street in Clawson, plus you can order items at DetroitCollectibles.net. Check out that website. I promise you'll find something that you didn't know that you definitely need. Support Jim and Ann at Detroit Sports Collectibles, support Michigan small businesses, and in turn, support the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Check out Detroit Sports Collectibles at 661 South Main Street in Clawson and also at DetroitCollectibles.net. Give them a call to set up your appointment for a weeknight evening at 844-238-6277. Again, that's Jim and Ann at Detroit Sports Collectibles in Clawson, just south of 14 Mile, 844-238-6277. 
But it wasn't just me and Scott playing simulated golf in Clawson. It was a big sports weekend around the country and in the Detroit area. When the NFL comes back, it's kind of the new sports year. So happy new sports year, everyone. Uh, Grant Hill gets in the Hall of Fame on Friday night. More on that later. Serena goes down in the finals at the U.S. Open. All the controversy there. Novak Djokovic wins again in New York. My folks were downtown at the 68 Tiger celebration. Some great nostalgia there. And speaking of nostalgia, I was up at CMU, my alma mater, Central Michigan, on Saturday afternoon. Great to be back in Mount Pleasant, although the Chippewas were drubbed by the Kansas Jayhawks as KU snaps their 64-game, I'm sorry, 46, 46-game road losing streak over the span of about nine seasons. They snapped it in Mount Pleasant, so not a good afternoon there for the Fighting Chippewas, but I did get home back to see the second half of the Michigan State game late on Saturday night and see the Spartans fall on the road in Tempe to the Arizona State, and just an incredible Sunday night football game with the Bears and Packers last night. Hopefully you guys stayed up for it. Just the heroics of Aaron Rodgers and the the disappointment for Bears fans. Look like the Bears fans have a squad again uh, this season, especially with that defense and Khalil Mack. But we will see how much uh, pain that week one loss, that 20-point um, lead that they squandered, how much that has carryover going into the rest of the season. And I'm heading to the Tigers game tonight for the Associated Press uh, hopefully the rain clears up by then. And then obviously the and Justin Verlander, a, a guy, a young guy from the Houston Astros, maybe you've heard of him. He will tow the rubber for Houston tonight in what should be an emotionally charged game at Comerica Park. And obviously the Lions opener against the Jets, the only layup on the schedule for the Lions uh, as, it, as it appears going into the season. So better make it count for Matt Patricia in his head coaching debut with the Detroit Lions, but there was some Pistons news on Monday morning. Former Pistons assistant coach Charles Klask has joined head coach Mike Malone's staff in Denver. Uh, Klask left Detroit when the outgoing Stan Van Gundy staff was let go, and and that was his third stint with the Pistons that he had. Um, Charles was a video coordinator in 2001, and he came back as an assistant coach under Lawrence Frank in 2011 left after a couple years, and then came back uh, with Stan Van Gundy after that when Stan was brought to Detroit. In Denver, he will be coaching, like I said, under Michael Malone, who is the son of former longtime Pistons assistant coach Brendan Malone, uh, who came back to Detroit for the Stan Van Gundy era as well. Interesting also because Clasp is headed west to Denver. He was basically traded by Dwayne Casey, the head coach, who took uh, Micah Nori from Michael Malone's staff, staff in Denver. So kind of a uh, an exchange of the organizations of assistant coaches there. Charles Clask went to Michigan State. Uh, he's a Livonia native. He also coached at East Lansing High School during his upbringing as well. He said in a Q&A with fellow CMU Chippewa Aaron McMahon of M Live that a couple years ago that when uh, Clask got the coaching bud, bug, at a coaching retreat up in Wolverine, Michigan, which is where I spent a good chunk of my spring break, uh, one of those high school years as well, up Wolverine, Michigan there in the northern part of the mitten. So that's where he got his coaching bug. Um, we got some other bugs up there during spring break now, but I won't mention those right now. But good luck to Charles. Always good to see the local boy done good stories. Um, still a young guy, up uh, about 40 years old, heading over to Denver. Um, he said in that article that he hopes that someday soon he will be able to be a head coach in the league and 
seems to be on track for those kind of things um, as the coaching tree shakes down from Stan Van Gundy for, to, to Michael Malone for him. So we will see an interesting team to keep an eye on with Michael Porter Jr. being added to an already near playoff team. So the Denver Nuggets now have a local connection there for us to keep an eye on throughout the season as well. But the Locked On Podcast Network is now on college campuses We've got podcasts in Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, Florida, Kentucky, Oklahoma, Baylor, Penn State, Oregon, and BYU. Proud to be part of the network and proud to have those college podcasts joining the network. Stay tuned for some news about a local one that will be coming very soon as well. But up next, we're going to be talking about Grant Hill's Hall of Fame speech from Friday night, some highlights and what you need to know in case you missed it. And I want to hear your thoughts if you did catch it on Friday night as well. But you've heard me talk about advertising, and guess what? We're more actively looking for advertising now that I'm back in the Motor City. If your company wants to reach that key demo of men between the ages of 18 and 44, provincial Pistons fans that probably have ties to Metro Detroit, and an interest in spending their dollars locally, you should be sponsoring Locked on Pistons. We are listened to by 98% men and 80% between those between the ages of 18 and 44. So all sorts of daily dedicated listeners. If you're interested in reaching that group, email me at matt underscore shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, at yahoo.com to find out more. Yes, sir! A little bit later on, we'll be passing along interesting revelations from another podcast uh, with a member of the Detroit Pistons that was released recently. But Grant Hill went into the Hall of Fame on Friday night in Springfield, Massachusetts, going in with Ray Allen, Maurice Cheeks, Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, Charlie Scott for the NBA players, and also some contributors such as Rod Thorne and WNBA players such as Tina Thompson and Katie Smith. I neglected to mention last week about Smith, the former Detroit Shock standout, the leading all-time scorer in women's professional basketball history if you add up the ABL and then the WNBA as well. Won titles in 2006 and 2008 with the Detroit Shock, two of the three Shock titles in franchise history, winning the 2008 WNBA Finals MVP for Coach Bill Lambeer. Congratulations to Katie Smith, now the coach of the New York Liberty, for that honor as well. But as for Grant, he was brought up on stage by his welcomers, which were Mike Krzyzewski and Patrick Ewing. Grant grew up in the D.C. area in Reston, Virginia, so he grew up watching Patrick when he dominated at Georgetown. But it was interesting to note that he brought him up there. Uh, Grant called Patrick Ewing his basketball hero, and that was a little bit telling as uh, no doubt that Patrick Ewing is an all-time great, clear, a Hall of Famer too already, but in, in an outstanding college career as well, and was thought by many to possibly be a generational player in the NBA and could change the game for many years going forward, but it didn't quite work out when he got to the NBA, and fans of his team might have a little bit mixed feelings about Patrick Ewing's legacy as a player. Does that sound familiar when you think about Grant Hill and Patrick Ewing? But uh, I'll pass this along again, and the fact that I don't think is getting much play throughout. Grant Hill, the first Duke player to make the Hall of Fame, which is an amazing thing to think about when you think about Duke basketball and the fact that the Hall of Fame encapsules the college careers and the international careers and the NBA careers as well for all the greatness that is Duke basketball. Grant Hill, the first Hall of Famer from Duke University in terms of the players. But in addition to Coach K and uh, Ewing, Hill brought all, brought up a couple other players throughout his speech. It was a little bit awkward as uh, Coach K and, and Pat Ewing are sitting there, and he brings up a couple more guys. He brought up Isaiah Thomas to sit there as well. Talked about seeing his jersey in the rafters at the Palace and uh, told Zeke that it was that he was thanks for 
being those impossible shoes to fill in Detroit. But then later on, Grant Hill brought up Alonzo Mourning. And I thought that he might talk a little trash, bring up that famous dunk he had over him in the playoffs when Zoe was in Miami. Uh, maybe his most famous highlight in Detroit, but instead uh, they talked about the other connection that they have, the injuries and the recovery and how Zoe inspired Grant during that time. Morning had the, the kidney problems that seemed life-threatening at the time, but he would return to the NBA, and Grant talked about how that inspired him throughout his own tough times. It started with the ankle injury that he had in Detroit and uh, spanned throughout uh, the, really the rest of his career in many ways until he got to the end of his career in Phoenix. Um, other highlights from the speech included the usual respect, the retrospective of his career. He did a great job. He singled out Don Chaney, Doug Collins, and Alvin Gentry, Pistons coaches that had him during his time in Detroit. Also singled out general manager Billy McKinney of the Pistons as well. Made a joke about how McKinney cried when he drafted him. Grant joked that it was probably because he wanted Jason Kidd at the time. And Grant also singled out Arnie Kander of the Pistons training staff as well. Um, he kind of was more general when talking about the teammates and the fan bases. He said, uh, thanks to my whole NBA family and the respective cities fan bases, nothing too piston specific or Detroit fans specific going forward. He did in a, in a funny part later, he did talk about how he's always mistaken for Steve Smith when he's at Turner and on NBA TV as well. Of course you can see the resemblance between Grant and the Detroiter, Steve Smith, the Pershing and uh, Michigan state graduate there. Um, the usual emotional stuff at the end that Grant Hill did a good job with, talking about his parents, Calvin and Janet, but then his daughters, Myla and Lael as well, and then talked about his wife, uh, noted R&B singer Tamia and how he, quotes, wants to spend my life with you, uh, a nod to her biggest, probably her biggest hit song, um, which I had forgotten that it was her. You know, sometimes I get mixed up with the other female R&B singers of that time that were big in the 90s and early 2000s. And I and then I, I had a thought when he said that, oh, yeah, that, that was one of Tamiya's songs. You get that mixed up sometimes. It would have been hilarious if he accidentally used a Monica song or a Brandy song or something like that instead of Tamiya. And say maybe, Tamiya, uh, every time when I'm sitting up in my room or, or always, always know that for you I will, angel of mine, you know, angel of mine. Those are classic R&B songs. Uh, for you I will, by, by the way, from Space Jam. You should give that one a listen today. And another tidbit here is I was kind of researching the R&B songs and fell into a little bit of a wormhole hole listening to those songs, as you guys know that I do when I'm researching some of these things for the show. And this is the kind of tidbit you only hear here on Locked on Pistons. Monica also, and, and maybe some of you already knew this, this might be more of a um, common knowledge thing that I'm just finding out, or maybe I did know at some point, but forgot about it over the years. But, you know, noted R&B singer Monica, who, like I said, along the same generations as Brandy and uh, Tamia Grant Hill's wife, Monica also married to a former NBA player from that era, and that would be former Michigan State Spartan star Shannon Brown. So Shannon Brown is married to Monica. I did not know that one. But uh, that's, again, the, the kind of stuff that you always can get here on the Lockdown Pistons podcast that you can't get anywhere else. But speaking of other podcasts, an interesting revelation from another episode of another podcast in the NBA recently with a member of the Detroit Pistons front office. And we will talk about that next here on the Lockdown Pistons podcast, which is a proud member of the Lockdown Network, your team every day. What's that buzz in the air in the Motor City? Oh yeah, that's right. The Detroit Lions back in action tonight at Ford Field against the New York Jets in Monday Night Football. Matt Derry 
has everything you need to know about the Pist- or about the, not the Pistons, the Lions on the Lockdown Lions podcast. You know Matt Derry from Detroit Radio, and now he has the daily look at the Leos. He's been doing that for about three years. You can check that out on the network anywhere you get podcasts. Check it out, the Lockdown Lions podcast, part of the number one local sports daily podcast network around. But speaking of podcasts, the Full 48 with Howard Beck of Bleacher Report, another one of the great NBA podcasts that are out there. Um, He had an interview with Malik Rose, the new Pistons assistant general manager of player development. They did it right after Manu Ginobili announced his retirement from the NBA. So it was most of it about um, Ginobili and also Malik's days with the San Antonio Spurs. But they did talk about him coming to Detroit from Atlanta in this offseason. Malik was very positive about the team and the outlook for the season for Detroit. But something Malik talked about that he was surprised about, he said that one of his mentors was Rick Sund, the former Pistons general manager as well, by the way. So Malik worked with Rick over the years, coming up with plans on how to be ready for job interviews as his career in NBA front offices continued, what kind of things they could ask, what kind of things you should be ready for when you're preparing for interviews. You know, be updated with the team's current salary cap situation, possible trades trades the team could make, um, people you like in the draft, those kind of things, the five-year plan for the organization, etc. But Malik said that he was surprised that when he got to Detroit to find that when he met with Ed Stefanski for the job interview, that it was more informal than that. It turned into a basically a couple-hour conversation. He went to dinner, and that was that, and he got the job. And that seems to be kind of in line with the way that Ed Stefanski has operated. Um, and I don't mean that for good or for bad, but he just kind of uh, finds more of the people that he's comfortable working with. And no matter their background or uh, what organizations they come from, uh, Ed Stefanski, for his credit, of course, he leaned on in some of his um, New Jersey Nets background for some of the folks and um, the Memphis Grizzlies as well, although he didn't bring over a whole lot of people from Memphis, but uh, people from organizations all over the all over the league and uh, experiences as players and and, uh, stat guys and some of the other things that um, were backgrounds of some of the new people in the Pistons organization. Ed Stefanski uh, brought in all types of people and and got to know Malik and and hired him. And that kind of, uh, that story reminds me of some of the advice that I always give people when they're going on job interviews. Always ask the interviewer as much as you possibly can about their own background and how they got there. Get them to talk about themselves. People are pretty much awful and conceited. We really only care about ourselves. So if you meet with someone for 15 minutes or whatever um, time of that you have with them, and half of it, or ideally more than half of it, is, is about them talking about themselves, then they'll walk away thinking, man, I really enjoyed that interview. We should hire that person. So that's my advice. Talk, Have the interviewer talk about themselves when you're going into an interview with people. That's a free one here from the Lockdown Pistons podcast. But for that free one, here's your homework assignment for the day so you can earn it. Uh, the sports, SportsIllustrated.com is ranking the top 100 players going into the 2018-19 season. They released 100 through 51 on Monday. And as expected, there was one piston on the portion of that list, the third best piston. Not a top 50 guy by any stretch of the imagination, but certainly a guy that Pistons fans will be happy that is in the top 100. And, uh, of course, the fourth best piston, whoever you say that is, Clearly not a top 100 guy there. And who is that, by the way? Would it, I would argue that it's probably Reggie Bullock, which is kind of sad and weird. Um, I know that there's probably some people out there, fans that might put Luke Kennard over him based on potential and projection for the upcoming season. But neither of those guys, top 100 guys on this kind of list. But 
Reggie Jackson, the third best piston, was on the list. He is number 97, just ahead of Pau Gasol, who was 98 for the Spurs, and just below Dirk Nowitzki, the legendary Mavericks forward, who was 96 on the list. Now, certainly as Pistons fans, we expect and pretty much know that Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin will be in the top 50, which I believe will be released by SI.com tomorrow, and we're going to talk about that on Tuesday's podcast. But where exactly do you think Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin will fall on a list like this in the top 50? Will they be both in the 40s? Will one of them sneak up into the 30s or possibly even 20s? Or are you crazy and think that one of these guys are uh, top 15 guys or something like that? Let me know what you think where those guys are on your list. I'm going to come up with the numbers. I have an idea of the numbers that I'm going to put those guys at, and I'll uh, write that down before I take a look at the article tomorrow. Let me know your guess. Where is Blake Griffin and where is Andre Drummond in the list of top 50 players in the NBA going into the 2018-19 season? For this, you can call us and leave a voice message or text us at the number that we'll use on Google Voice as our Locked On Pistons podcast number. That's 810-666-1546. Again, that's 810-666-1546. Easy way to remember, 810-666, sign of the beast. And Vinny Johnson. Joe Dumars, Terry Mills, 1546. And also you can reach out to me on Twitter. Let me know where you think those guys fall. Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H. Another underscore after that, also the Locked on Pistons Twitter feed. Or you can reach out on Facebook at Locked on Pistons dash Matt Shook. Let me know where you think Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin fall and the top 50 players in the NBA. And we'll be surprised together where SI.com meets them. Once again, visit Detroit Sports Collectibles, the store in Clawson, just south of 14 Mile. Jim and Ann are there. They got the hats, the Made in Detroit shirts, the all sports, including golf simulator that I used on Sunday afternoon, the football figurines for football season, music posters, Lamb beer and Mahorn posters from the bad boy days, all the beer hats, a lot of car memorabilia and clothes as well. Just great stuff that you didn't know you needed, but you definitely do. Check them out online also at DetroitCollectibles.net. They are there on the weekends at 661 South Main Street in Clawson, just south of 14 Mile. Jim and Ann are there on Fridays throughout the day, also Saturday and Sunday until 5 o'clock. But you can make appointments with Jim and Ann by calling 844-238-6277. They will meet you up there on weekday evenings as well. Again, that number, 844-238-6277. Jim and Ann of Detroit Detroit Sports Collectibles. Thanks to them for coming on board as a sponsor of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. And we would appreciate if you support our sponsors as always. But this is your host, Matt Shook. Remember your homework assignment. Thanks for joining us on Lockdown Pistons. And we'll talk to you guys tomorrow, everyone.